This is an OSV Podcasts production. To learn more about OSV Podcast Network, visit osvpodcasts.com. FRJ Ministry presents the Catholic Influences Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Hughes, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and explore relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter and more reflective explanation of the Sunday Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influences, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. We're back yeah. <laughs> with a few fun additions today. If you um, check us out on our YouTube video, we have a brand new podcast set, which we're very excited yes, about. Yes, we are. And we're celebrating the start of season 10. 10. So we have balloons. We have balloons and I feel like I'm at someone's 10th birthday party (laughs) and I'm waiting for the fairy bread (laughs) to come out. For those who don't know what fairy bread is, it's sprinkles on bread. Google it. it's very good. (laughs) Google it. It's very good. Not not fairies on bread. That's that's, um, Australia's gift to the world. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And my thing that's annoying is that one of my headphones is not working my earphones. So throughout this podcast, it might just (laughs) activate in Father Rob's ears. It's like, ooh, I can hear. But I I, I can I can hear half. I can hear half. That's okay. good. But how awesome it is to be here. Season 10 after we've taken a, a little bit of a break, but we had some um, catch-up seasons, right, in between. We did. We had um, the latest member of the FRG ministry team. Well, he's been with us for a little while now. Um, mm. Augie, he did the um, podcast. What did he call the series? I feel like I'm... The catch-up series or something like that. We're, we're we have the really worst. We have like... <laughs> well, I, there is some flying stuff. Well, how awesome to it was. <laughs> Where he could catch up with seasons that like from all of the seasons, you know, 10, 10 of the seasons and he took the topics. For those of you who haven't listened, make sure you check out because he took it by topic as well. So if you're interested in a particular the topic... The recap miniseries. The recap. Sorry, yeah, I knew I would get... Her brain was ticking over time. I could hear it. <laughs> she wasn't paying attention to me. I'm like, thinking, oh, really? Gosh, so much has happened happened i feel like in the last 10 seasons we've been through a global pandemic and pushed on through and the changes that have come different haircuts different hairstyles different marital statuses different Ooh, <laughs> last name i don't know what you're talking about. i don't know if you noticed the new podcast intro <clears throat> yes. yes justine combo is now justine Hughes. Hughes. That is just Congratulations. Weird. It's very, very weird. But um, you know what? I thought season 10, new season, new last name. <laughs> so that's how dedicated I am. So if you could all get that tattooed on your body. Yes. Done. Um, Done. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. So, yeah. So this is also, throughout this season, you're going to we're going to have more time to grow in the Lord, more time to reflect on the gospel, more time to understand the heart of God and make sure you get to Mass. Because this is a time... It's, the podcast makes sense and the Word of God is powerful in and of itself. But even more powerful is when we are prepared, we're equipped and we're ready to, to go to Mass with what we have learned. And we can think, like, even when the priest is giving his homily, I've heard that and I actually know more than what you just said. <laughs> Which I, is the real reason why we all... <laughs> I did miss it, I must admit. Like, yeah. not having the podcast, I felt yeah. the difference. Yeah. I, I feel the difference when I'm preaching as well. It's like, I'm, because I prepare for the, the podcast like this, when I, I celebrate four masses on a weekend, you know what, I can honestly, when we're preparing for the podcast... I have four masses and I can give four different homilies and they're all taken from <laughs> the podcast. How good is that? 
Yes. Yeah, you pick all the best parts from me. Hey, <laughs> admit <laughs> it. Right. It's okay. <laughs> and it's true. So, like, uh, I have the choir, for example, singing at three of the masses, and they hear a, a different homily every time. It's pretty like, good for them. That's a cool party trick. Yeah, it is. I eh? feel like I'd definitely just <laughs> say the same jokes. So would I say the same points. <laughs> well, this is uh, exactly. So now, when you listen to the podcast, you should become. You should be able to come up with some some um, homilies yourself. You can tell the priest, "Hey, sit back, relax, and I'll be preaching tonight." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I don't know if we should be doing that, but here we have a message from our ministry partners. This production would not be possible without the support of our FRG ministry partners and donors. Your ongoing support ensures that our online masses, online courses, podcasts, TV programs, school youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world. Please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and his message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com slash donate. Wonderful. So let's, let's jump in to the first um, gospel reading for this season 10. But before we do, I thought it could be a cool idea to kick things off in the best way, mm-hmm. say a prayer. Not just a prayer for us around this table, but for you listening, um, wherever you are, we're going we're gonna to pray for you right now. Um, so if you join me in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Jesus, I just want to thank you for your goodness. I thank you for a new day, a new moment. I thank you that you're a God of uh, new life. Um, and as we start this new season... In this moment, I pray for all those who are listening that you would begin a great and new work in their hearts and in our hearts as well, God, that today might be the beginning of something new, a new hope, a new vision, a new openness to you, God, um, and that you would just open the eyes of our hearts and our ears to see you and come to know you in a brand new way today and especially in this season 10 of the podcast. Amen. 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 So we're going to read from this Sunday's upcoming gospel, and this Sunday's gospel comes from the book of Matthew, and it's chapter 20, verses 1 to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. 
These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This gospel always reminds me of home. It reminds me of a, a situation that happened when I was younger. Um, and this was, I don't know if you, you probably wouldn't remember because I was young, so you guys <laughs> maybe weren't even born, but <laughs> it was uh, um, during the Gulf War. You know, there was a, a war in the Gulf War and people from Kosovo, people from um, Eastern Europe as well, they, they were displaced and refugees. And this happened again later on in the, in the years. But what would happen was um, people came in with ships, um, large ships, and, um, and they got into our harbors, they got into our places, they jumped the ship and then they, they became basically what we would today understand as refugees, which is, which is a global phenomenon, but it wasn't in Europe at the time. And so what happened was they found place here and Maltese people were always welcoming and, and hospitable and our government and our laws were different. Maybe they sometimes they were enforced and sometimes they weren't. But I will always remember this situation this place when you're driving towards the airport. This is a place where your family Justine is from. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's from uh, for those of you who know Lua, the Lua area, right? Yeah. And this was on the way to, to that area. So with a big huge roundabout on the way to the airport. It's, and I'm giving the details because that's how I'm imagining it, you know? <laughs> and this huge roundabout and what would happened was um, early in the morning this would be flooded with these refugees flooded and they would all gather here v- and, and, uh, around this roundabout very early in the morning and what would happen is the tradies people who are building houses farmers they would come with their pickups and they would pick um, these workers up put them in the back of the of the ute of the uh, pickup and of uh, the truck and uh, they would go to work now they were paid a minimum wage they were paid a terrible wage and the government used to allow this to happen because this was the only way it was a, a sort of alleviating the the social um, payments from the government so they say they, they would get work they would get dignity and they they would go and work and they they would be there all day. You'd think only in the morning the workers would come, but like at three o'clock in the afternoon, they're there. Five o'clock in the evening, they're there waiting to be picked up because their life depended on it. Their, the food that they were going to feed their children depended on it. Now, they were given peanuts. They were given like nothing, but still they stayed there because they had um, their life depended on it. And this was the situation with these workers. There, there weren't any... Um, sort of tax withheld and your social security number and all of this, you just sat there and hoped that you'd find work, that someone would have mercy on you, pick them up, pick you up and just because you work today doesn't mean you're going to work tomorrow. Mm. So this is the way this started, this situation starts with desperation, you know, with this place that, you know, I cannot look after myself, I cannot, I need the mercy I need the mercy of those around me and so this is again where this story begins, it unfolds in a place where Hey, we're in desperation. We're in need of mercy. Lord, pick me up. Pick me up. Save me. Bring me to a place where I can um, provide for my family, where I can grow in holiness, where I can get to know you and love you. But then the story continues, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't just stop. Yeah, and and it would have been a very familiar story to everybody 
who mm. was listening, like they would have got it, they would have understood it. You know, what you've just recounted for us, not everyone can relate to that story, mm. but the people who it was first mm-hmm. spoken to would have got it and it would have blown their socks off, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely blown them out of the water to hear the kind of ending of this, that the, the landowner paid them exactly the same, like what? Excuse, <laughs> hold up. Like it would have just been such a jarring um a jarring ending to this story like they just wouldn't have been been able to to understand and um for us now we have the privilege of time to realize like this is god's metric system like what i've come to to learn is that god is like the worst mathematician by human standards like yes. it doesn't doesn't make sense um but he's trying to teach them a massive lesson and though uh, for us, you know, this might not be applicable to us in terms of money and in terms of labor. God is teaching us so much about His generosity mm-hmm. towards us. It's insane. It's um, he's extravagant. L- it's right? extravagant. And, and articulation I read about this was that God's love is so lavish that He does not know when or how or why to stop loving you. It mm. doesn't make sense to mm. us. It's so extravagant and, and out of this world you know, um, that that just really would have hit home. It was a very human ex- experience and example for Jesus to give them, but really it was it was sharing about his love and about salvation as well. Yeah. Um, I was thinking there's a couple of ways we can interpret this story as well. And I think the people who were listening to Jesus say this story at the time um, – a lot of these people would have been Jews and they can really inter... And uh, this time the Gentiles were probably coming into faith as well. Um, And the Jews can be considered those early hires, right? They're the ones who have... um, withstood the heat like they've done the time in the wilderness the time in the desert they've done all the hard yards right and then these gentiles who are coming in right at the last minute and receiving the same gift yes. of salvation um and that might tick them off like <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like you can totally it's a re- very human reaction right mm-hmm. um but i think this um gospel passage also kind of shows us the danger of like envy and comparison yeah. um those early hires were really envious of those late hires, um, upset at their good fortune, upset at the fact that God was being generous with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that can happen in our lives as well. Um, but the thing to remember here is that comparison, it's actually the thief of joy. Mm. Um, and when we are focusing on this, we really miss the the blessings in our own life. Yeah. And I, I cannot help but the, the, to think about this. The good thief, you know, the good thief, we often think of formulas of how we get to heaven. But with the good thief, you know, he, he, never, he never was baptized. He never went to church. He mm-hmm. never acted in a, in a good way. And, and yet he was promised heaven. He was the first after the death of Jesus to enter into the kingdom of God. And sometimes we think, hey, this is not fair. No, I was baptized. I went to catechism. I studied theology. I became a priest. I did mm-hmm. this and I, I, I went on pilgrimage. And so, in a sense, why is it so easy for some to get to heaven? And why do I have to do all of this Mm. um, to get to heaven when I could just be like the thief? But at the end of the day, it's about spending time with the king. It's Mm -hmm. about spending time with the Lord. Because there's also, as much as there's God's redeeming power, God's ability to take someone who's at the last minute and bring them into heaven, one of the 
powers of God is God's preserving power, that he can preserve your life and walk with you. Heaven starts here. Relationship with God starts here. Salvation starts here. So we get to spend time with God in salvation, growing in love. But we, as a consequence, those who are saved, those who walk with God, our reaction should be, hey, we're saved and we're so open to those who didn't receive, didn't put in the hard work that we did. And they are still welcome. They're welcome mm-hmm. at our table as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not a transaction. Like if we're asking that question, well, well, then what's the point? Why don't I just wait to the end? Then you've got the wrong understanding of who God is and, and your need for God. It's, it's not some kind of transaction of what do I get out of it? And, mm. you know, doesn't it happen on my timeline? That's not it. Nothing is lost. All of it is gain. Any moment or second of your life that you can live in the fullness and knowledge of truth, that's gift. And everything we have is is gift, all of it. I didn't do anything to, to earn it. You know, it's all gift from God. And so that's why comparison doesn't have any place in the equation when it comes to God's love because all of it is gift and you can't compare two gifts with, with each other. Yes. Um, I, I, I thought when, while you're saying this, like to leave it to the last minute, actually, this was um, common practice as well amongst Christians as was. well to be baptized at the last minute. Mm. You know, they would call the priest, like we would call like the Italians, for example, where I'm brought up the Maltese. They would say like they're dying and then at the last minute when they're about to take their last breath, they call in the priest for the anointing of the sick. But that's how it used to happen with baptism because at baptism, all of your sins of all of your life are forgiven, right? Mm-hmm. So they would wait until the very last minute. Some would make it, some would not. And if they didn't make it too bad, sorry. So, but, <laughs> Living um, life on the edge, mate. <laughs> but you miss out the point of the journeying yeah. with Christ, with the ongoing mercy yeah. of God. And so, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not about uh, also f- how we finish the race, but also how we grow in the race, how we grow in relationship with God. Yeah. And speaking of starting that relationship, I think a really great point that I kind of got out of this podcast was that it's never too late to become a Christian mm-hmm. and accept salvation and also start to work to build the kingdom of God, working in that vineyard. Um I think the workers in the vineyard and the times that they're hired throughout this gospel story are really reflective of the different times that people might come to faith in Jesus throughout their life. Um, and it really offers hope and encouragement to a lot of people, not only those who haven't maybe accepted Christ in their life yet, but also those of us who might be praying for a conversion of a loved one or maybe have been praying for a mm. conversion for so many times. And I have a quote to share from St. Gregory the Great in the 6th century. It says, Since one person is brought to a good life in childhood, another in youth, another in young adulthood, another in old age, another at the age of infirmity, it is as if workmen are being called to the vineyard at different hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something really beautiful to reflect on. But also further to that, what are we doing to hire workers for the vineyard, to hire, to encourage people and invite people to join us in building up the kingdom of God in the last hour? Mm -hmm. Um, We need people to do this more than ever before. Um, And if you look in this gospel passage, it also says here the 11th hour hires. So in the ancient, um, in those days, they would work from sunrise to sunset. So we're talking at 5 p.m. an hour before sunset. They said, when when they were asked, how come you weren't working yet? They said, no one had hired us. Mm. Um, And I kind of interpreted this as maybe no one has told us about the love of God and no one's told me that it's also my mission to make disciples as well. So... Maybe what we can do is reflect on what we're personally and collectively doing as a community to 
hire those workers to help us build the kingdom of God. And that's what we do as well as part of this ministry. I think this is a philosophy that I was brought up with, is always to make yourself redundant in a sense. Mm-hmm. Always to, um, and this is what something I always tell my staff, my team around me, is like, make yourself redundant. That's the point. You see, at the end of the day, one of the things that we, sometimes we don't bring people into the kingdom, we don't bring disciples, we don't create disciples, is because we're scared of losing our job. <laughs> we're scared of losing our position. We're scared of losing our status. We're, st- we're scared of not being useful anymore. And again, this is what Jesus is saying to these people. It's like, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of putting in the hard work, but don't be afraid of training people to become bigger and better than yourself. God will find new work for you. God will find a, a new p- position, especially when we work in the ministry. You know, it's like, make yourself redundant, get someone else to do that, and then we'll find bigger and better things to do every time. And this is how the kingdom of God works, that God calls us into the kingdom. We build people who are ready to to carry on the baton and, and, and to keep it running to, to, to the end. But we, and then at the end, we, we are raised to, to training people to, to become leaders, to become influencers, to become people who, who build the kingdom of God. This is our job. It's the most fascinating thing to watch. Recently, um, through work, I went up to Darwin and I bumped into a um, shout out to Tina. Now, Tina, probably about 10 years ago, was a young girl who was a student at the high school at which I was a youth minister. And we saw each other through our awkward phases. She was like a little awkward year 10, but so beautiful. And um, God gave me the eyes to see potential in her life. And so I came alongside her, whether she liked it or not, as a, as a bit of a big sister and watched her open her life to mm. Jesus over the course of high school and then beyond. And so fast forward 10 years later, she's now a, she's followed the call of God on her life, moved from Melbourne to Darwin, which is like the most secluded, hottest place uh, yeah. in Australia, and is smashing life as a youth minister in an, in a school that's really, really rough and journeying alongside other young young people, sharing the gospel in a way that only she can. And to be honest, I would hire her over myself. Like yeah. when I went there recently, like, wow, she's doing a far better job as a youth minister than I was to her. Yes, yes. She's outdone it. And I didn't feel bad about that. I was so inspired to the awe of God. I'm like, man, if you want to come to know, see the awe of God, bring someone to faith, speak life over them and and call out the mission in them. And it will humble you and and grow you and stretch your heart like nothing else ever could. Such a special moment, such a gift to me to be able to see that. And sometimes we don't invest in the life of people and we don't put people up on a platform is because we're scared. We're so scared of abandonment. We're so scared of someone being better than us. Always, you know, I want to surround myself. You want to surround yourself with people who are better than you. Mm. You want to raise people up who can do things better than you. Because if you stay on the same level that you are, if you stay on the same... You, you you will make yourself redundant anyway. You Actually, you'll <laughs> make yourself unemployed mm. because things dry up. And God's kingdom works like that. It's, it's where the fresh bread is and God takes us out of our depth and brings people into our life who help us go the new depths. And sometimes we say to God, no, 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 I, I will do this on my own. I've always done it on my own. But this phase in your life, no, you can't do it on your own because you need to build people to help you build that bridge to go further, to go further. Otherwise, you're going to drown. It's going to get rough. It's going to get uncomfortable in the position that you are. So it's about building people um, and 
and coming to this place and not being upset with with the owner because they get paid the same. They might even get paid paid better than you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, your reward is you, is not for this world, but it's for the kingdom of of heaven. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of humility, you know. It does. It's not asking you to be a clown about it, but um, it takes a lot of humility and kingdom perspective. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Encounter by FRG Ministry presents our online subscription package. As a member, you will receive digital on-demand access to Encounter's growing library of online courses. Encounter and Encounter Youth online courses cover teaching, devotional, and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students, and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. Current titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Introduction to the Bible, The Mass, and more, with new courses being added regularly. All Encounter courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics, and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards, and wallpapers. These courses are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. All Encounter Youth courses include teaching videos, interactive teacher and student PDFs with lesson plans, and guided prayer and reflection. For more information about enrollment and subscription options, head to www.encountercourses.com slash subscription. Be sure to follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Encounter Courses. We have a new jingle and a new segment. <laughs> I love me some fresh tunes. <laughs> it sounds very clown-like. You said clown before. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a clown, like Jack in a Box. It does a bit. It does, yeah. But I kind of like it. Cur- curly questions. Yeah. So this is where we take your questions, questions that you ask, or questions if you don't ask them, we'll ask them ourselves. These are very difficult questions. Sometimes questions we feel uncomfortable answering. answering. And so these are... Questions that we've taken from our social media, questions that maybe you can submit, and they're questions which sometimes people don't have the time to answer. And yeah. so we thought we'd deal with a question every episode. Yeah, so, and we've done Q&A episodes before and we try and get through so many questions. But the beauty of this segment is that we're going to be able to really spend a bit of time really delving into this question, um, into the answers and um, hopefully providing some wisdom and insight. <laughs> and being yes. stumped along the way too, I'm yes. anticipating. <laughs> yeah, because we try to understand it as well. You have to, you have to understand as well as, as listeners that we are on a journey as well. So mm-hmm. when we like research these questions we also are, like don't know the answers when we start so um uh, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to get through um this question this week without getting into any heresy <laughs> well that's the hope <laughs> pray for us um no but let's get started so the first question we have what happened to the people who died before Jesus's death and resurrection? Did they get to heaven? Okay, so let's rephrase that because just in case they didn't get this, they're driving and they haven't paid attention. So I'm okay. going to repeat the question. Okay. Okay, so people died before Jesus. You know, Jesus died, went to, um, <coughs> he opened the gates of heaven, we know, through the resurrection. But what about people who died before Jesus' mm. death? Are they, where, where were they? <laughs> what, did they get to heaven or what, did they, what happened to them? 
Yeah. Um, well, I think the first thing to preface this with is that nothing is mentioned in religious texts about this, and it has been a topic of theological debate for many, many, many years, and it can be kind of open to interpretation. And so we kind of want to provide a couple of different perspectives as to what may have happened. Mm-hmm. Are they just on a re- were they just on a really long car ride with no end? <laughs> just the bus kept going and going and going. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I'd I'd never actually asked this question. So when I read it, I was like, hmm, I'll be really interested to hear what the other guys yeah. have to say. Well, look, let's start with this. Let's start. I think the key answer is in the creed. In the creed, um, there's always a part of the creed that people ask me, "Why? Why do we say that?" Mm-hmm. On uh, how's it go? He he descended, descended into, into hell, hell mm. and on the third day he rose again. So um, the fact that Jesus descended into hell, why did he go into hell? You see, well, the actual word is he descended into Hades, into the unknown, into the underworld. And so to the place, basically, to open up the gates of those who have not, who would have, through, if they had the chance, accepted Jesus, but did not because they didn't have the opportunity. So basically, anthropomorphic, you're going to hear this word a lot, I suppose. Anthropomorphic means that we see things in human terms. Like we say, Jesus, um, Jesus loves or, or Jesus, or, or God um was upset or God is angry with you. These are that's these are called anthropomorphisms where we create God in our own image. We give God human emotions. Mm. Okay, it doesn't mean he doesn't have, but this is the way we limit things. And one of the here's where I get complicated. One of the anthropomorphisms is space and time, where we see things that God in, in all eternity um, is like twenty years in purgatory, fifty years um, in, in Hades. When for God there is no space in in, in and there is no time. So anyway, before I get too complicated, so he descended into hell to open up the gates of heaven. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one can come go, go to the Father except through him. So well, however it happened, whether it happened they were waiting at the gate saying, Jesus, let me in, or maybe it was something different. It is because of Jesus, mm. because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, that they could get into heaven. Let's start with that premise. There's no way they could visit the Father, get into heaven, come to the Father, except through the event of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Mm. And one word I learned through my research is that God's redemptive work through his death and resurrection is retroactive, meaning that it apply what? say the word so again funny. just picturing retroactive. Jesus in 80s retro- retroactive <laughs> reminds, me of a, a, <laughs> reminds me of a video game okay sorry I like the word retroactive it's actually sorry. really serious and yeah, exciting yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, retroactive <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing active way um, okay meaning start again <laughs> so God's just, again work. for those of you who are joining for, for the first time uh, for the podcast this, this is Alyssa's she gets lost when we, we take away her train of thought do you know what happened to me before this episode I had written everything I needed to write down and I went to open it and it was gone <laughs> oh no yes <laughs> so she had to be a bit spontaneous or, she, or you no, rewrote I it I rewrote it <laughs> <laughs> okay back to you God's redemptive work is retroactive, meaning yes. that it applies to all regardless of when they lived. So either before Jesus' death and resurrection or after this event. So basically this means, well, in this view, it means that those who lived and died before Jesus' death and res- resurrection may still be able to receive the benefits of salvation mm-hmm. um, through their faith, trust and obedience to God um, as it was revealed to them at that time. Yes. 
And this sort of brings the question as well from the same perspective. I hope this is not confusing, but what about people in a different space, like people born in, in the mountains in India, and they've never had the opportunity to know Jesus? Isn't the grace, is it only for time or is it also for space? Is it mm. for the future or is it only for the past? Again, anthropomorphism. Cool stuff to think about, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> Are we really sitting here or is this an illusion? <laughs> <laughs> but this is why it's important. The first thing is so important that it is through Jesus. Mm. Whether they knew Jesus or they didn't know Jesus, they will know Jesus or don't know Jesus. It is only Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection that is the gate into heaven. Okay, so what are the options? So maybe one, some people used to think that they went into limbo. That's they, right. And what's limbo? The dance. The, what is that That's limbo? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, limbo. Pull out the broom and start, start doing the limbo. Um, I don't know, it was a space that someone coined, which is no longer affirmed or upheld by the church. Mm. But um, for those who died before Jesus' redemptive sacrifice. So it was a place of natural happiness, Mm. but it was distinct from heaven. So it was just this like undefined space that wasn't really heaven, wasn't really, wasn't hell, but it was a space. And they thought that that's where people went. And they came up with that because of babies, because they didn't know where unbaptized babies. There was that idea, Ah. you can't get into heaven unless your baby is baptized. So Mm -hmm. they thought, oh, babies go to limbo then because they don't deserve purgatory, because they've never done anything, they don't deserve yeah. hell, so they go to limbo. This was totally made up. This, this, this is not, like you said, Justine, this does not, it's not upheld by where the babies go if they're not baptized, straight to heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight to heaven, mm-hmm. just uh, on a side note. But that was one thought, that that's yeah. where people were, um, which we don't believe. <laughs> yeah. Another thought was um, God's mercy and salvation. So the fate of those people who died before Jesus' death and resurrection is really known only to God, and we know that God's merciful and God is just, um, and that salvation is possible through God's grace. So we can, yes, yeah. So they would have gone to heaven if it's a timed event. Again, so again, anthropomorphically, we think it happened at this time. They were waiting, boom, and all of a sudden the floodgates of heaven opened, and everyone rushing in. Ah, it's my place, my place, <laughs> and they rushing into heaven. No, so whether it happened before or after, there's no time in heaven. So, but I think what we need to look at is rather than in time, we have to look at it as an event. It is because of the event that the gates of heaven are open. Now, whether they went in before, so in inverted commas, before or after, I know this is confusing some, whether they went before or after, it is because of the event. So don't think of it in time of, uh, in, in, in the concept of, of time, but look at it in the concept of event. An event happened, and because everyone, whether they were born before Jesus or after Jesus, can get to heaven um, through, through knowing the, the person of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing God through the law, knowing God through good works and, 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 and repentance, that's where they can enter into heaven. And like you have the saints, like at the Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah, they were, had this beatific vision. Whether they were in heaven before or after, Whatever, I don't want to even go into that at the moment, but um, it is because of the event of, of, of Jesus. Moses would not have been able to go to heaven without Jesus. Mm. Elijah, all of the saints, all of the ones who came before Jesus and after Jesus. So it is because of Jesus that they, they get into heaven. Who died before, it doesn't matter whether you died before or after, it is because of the event. Amen. That's great. That's some good stuff to chew on. And that was a really great start to this new segment. I really enjoyed that. And I look forward to learning more with you both throughout the rest of the season. 
Season yes. 10. Season I feel 10. like we need a birthday cake to finish off this. Some fairy bread. <laughs> Some fairy bread. Some fairy bread. What's your favourite party snack? <laughs> fairy bread. With that. And why is it fairy bread? <laughs> Google fairy bread. Isn't it? But we're grateful. Look, this is all exciting, a very exciting time for us as well. We've just come back from places like World Youth Day and India and... And we're just so energized, tired, but also energized and excited to to bring about this season with new fruit and new passion and um, yeah, new ideas as well. So join us. That's fine. And if it's your first time listening, welcome to the family. We're excited to get to know you and walk the rest of this season 10 together. Absolutely. Make sure you follow us on all the social platforms. Find all those links at our website, catholicinfluencerspodcast.com. If you've got a curly question, email that to us at podcast at fijministry.com. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Hasta la vista. God bless. Bye bye. <laughs>